creates his own offensive chance with that motor. Krejci to Coyle! Hello and welcome to the Nesson Bruins podcast. I am your host, Nesson.com's Lauren Campbell, joined as always by Nesson.com's Mike Cole. We are without Scott Edwards this week, but that is okay. We will be able to handle this ship. Try to at least. I mean, speak for yourself. (laughs) I'll do my best to steer it. Yeah, okay, good. Um, So the Bruins, they... Last week, we had a lot of what I feel was positive talk about them. And I mean, they're seven and two and oh, in their last nine games. So I feel like there's not a lot of negative feedback or something like that. But they did lose to the Detroit Red Wings five to three on Tuesday. And they also, I mean, the last time they lost was against the Toronto Maple Leafs um, last week. But those those two starts in particular, Jeremy Swayman has looked not his best. Uh, and he's bound to have bad starts. He's a, he's a rookie. It's bound to happen. He bounced back really strong from Bruce Cassidy's criticism, but I guess better to go through a rough patch now than in the postseason when the playoffs start. Yeah. I mean, I think this is slightly to be expected or in that realm. Um, he's, you look at the workload, like this is you know not something he's used to. It's not something he's had to do at any point in his career. Um, so, you know, there's, I, I, I don't, I mean, I know whenever a young player, especially a goalie struggles late in the season like this, you, you do wonder whether they're hitting some sort of wall. Um, I think this is the, the time where you kind of have to lean on, on the fact that you have a veteran like Linus Oldmark. And I think he probably will get a few more starts than maybe he would have expected down the stretch here. Uh, I don't think this changes how I view the, the number one, um, goalie situation or conversation I think uh, Swayman would still be the guy for me uh, because I think his ceiling is higher I think when he's at his best uh, you know he's 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 got a lot more not a lot more but he's his you know he I think he's their best option for you know stealing a game and stealing a series um, it, you know and if and if he's not going to play like up to that that capability they're going to get bounced early anyway that being said, I think maybe you do have to manage the workload a little bit more down the stretch here uh, and, and getting a little bit more rest and try to figure out what it is that's kind of holding him back at the moment and, and address that uh, as soon as you can and kind of get that out of the way as you, as you head into the playoffs. So um, I think that's part of it. And I think, too, you look at, you know, a couple of these games have not been the Bruins' sharpest defensive effort in front of him. I know if you just go back to, uh, what would it be, Tuesday night against um, – Against Detroit, there was a play there in the second period, I think it was, where Riley had a poor clearing attempt, got the puck back, and then basically turned it over right in front of the net, and that's going to end up in the back of your net more often than not, even against a team like Detroit. So I think it's a confluence of a few relatively minor things. I wouldn't be worried about it, but I do think it's worth you know monitoring, of course. Yeah, I think that the next couple of games, we're going to see a lot more Allmark than we're used to, and we know that the rest is – very crucial going into the playoffs. We saw it, how it benefited Tuka Rask when he was, had a capable backup goalie to provide him that specific rest. So he wasn't overused. And that's what Jeremy Swayman probably needs just a couple games to sit, get it, get a quick reset. And certainly it's not ideal because you have a couple of injuries and in David Pasternak and Hampus Lindholm and Trent Frederick. So especially at this point, every point matters, every game counts and they're fighting for 
a playoff spot, which they're going to get unless something drastic and terrible happens. But every, I mean, they're fighting for seeding essentially, and they're fighting with the Lightning and Tampa Bay, um, I mean, Toronto. So it's every single point counts. And when your goalie, who's been so hot for the last 14 games or so, starts to kind of dwindle off a little, it starts to become worrisome, but no reason to really panic. Um, I think there's more panic around the injuries of David Pasternak and Trent Frederick and potentially Hampus Lindholm. The Bruins did have an off day Wednesday, so that we won't have any update until Thursday morning, probably after practice. But my biggest concern is Pasternak because we know he hasn't been healthy before in the playoffs and you want to fully as healthy, as fully as healthy possible Pasternak in the playoffs. He's one of your best players. He plays on that, this, the second line and him and Hall have been really good finding really, really strong chemistry. So to not have him, especially in a game against Detroit where they probably should have won, but thinking about now it's, will he be hundred percent healthy when the playoffs roll around? Yeah. With him, I, I think it's a similar situation just, you know, for, for different reasons where I'm taking it as slow as possible with him. Um, I, I think you do run the risk of upsetting that, that chemistry that clearly defined chemistry, but you know, that's a risk you should be willing to take if it means getting him close to, or 100% healthy for the playoffs. And I, like, I'm almost at the point where it's like, what do they have 14 games left? Something like that. I mean, if you have to sit them for all of them, then go ahead. Like, I don't even think that matters. It's just, I, you know, your, your point is well received. There's a, there's seating at stake here, but like none of that is going to matter if they get into the playoffs without their best goal scorer healthy. Um, and, and maybe it's, you know, maybe you bring him back for the last week and, and try to let him find his legs again, if he's, if he's healthy, but this is one thing where it's, I'd be extremely cautious and extremely conservative because I, you know, I, I, like I said, I understand the seedings there. And I, if yeah, I wrote about it a week ago saying like, they should be doing everything they can to make sure their seedings as best as it can be. But like, this is an extenuating circumstance in that regard. So it, it won't do you any good without, without Pasternak. So um, yeah, I would, I, you know, whatever it takes to, to you basically, if you got to wrap them in, in bubble wrap then you do that, because they're they're not going to miss the playoffs. I mean, I know you said drastic. Like drastic doesn't even begin to describe <laughs> what it would take for them to miss the playoffs. It's I mean they're like ninety nine point nine percent playoff probability. Like it would take an act of God, and and even then I'm not sure he could stop this. So, uh, yeah, I you know that's that is a, a gift and a curse in some ways where it's you know you've got this wrapped up, but you're kind of angling for seating, and do you want to? pull back on the reins and try to get guys healthy and, and make sure you're peaking at the right time. And do you risk kind of upsetting a little bit of momentum you've, you've built here over the last two months. So it is a delicate balance, but I, I think, you know, among the top priorities is making sure Jeremy Swayman's rested, as we just mentioned, and making sure David Postonok is something resembling hundred percent health. Yeah. Thankfully they are in a position where, the playoffs are just weeks away at this point for the Bruins and it, no, it's not ideal going into the last stretch of the, the season without, without Pasternak. But what's really concerning to me is Cassidy was like, Oh yeah, he got hurt in Winnipeg. And we don't know if he re-aggravated that, or if this is a new injury, because I don't really know what's worse, like re-aggravating an injury that's been kind of lingering or a whole new injury on top of a, this potential injury from Winnipeg when they were in Canada. So 
I'll be very interested to see what Cassidy has to say, uh, especially with Pashnok's use going forward. Even if he's completely fine, like you said, they probably should rest him, whether he's whether it's the next two or three games or the rest of the regular season or most of the rest of the regular season, because you need a healthy Pashnok. You have Craig Smith, who's been banged up for a little while too, and then he was sick, missed a few games here and there. And it's it's the end of the season. Everyone's not 100%, but I think Taylor Hall lost a tooth on Tuesday. Like everyone's just getting banged up and to be as close to hundred percent healthy as possible, I think should be the Bruins end goal because whether it's the wild card or not the wild card, they're going to the playoffs, but you're not going to get far without a healthy team at all. Um, do we know the, I know it's a lower body for Pasternak. Do we know anything else other than that? I, no, it was so, undisclosed. So my concern too would be, is this, does this linger at all from, I mean, you, you go all the way back to the bubble when you had the, the core injury or whatever it is, like, is the core considered lower body? Like, I guess you could, in hockey parlance, you could say it is, um, is this, a, or is it like a, you know, is it a hernia slash groin type of thing? Like those are, we've seen it with P, uh, Patrice Bergeron yeah. uh, over time where it's, so maybe that's something that that's lingering from way back then. I don't know. Like it's, um, that is, uh, I, I would say that's like the most concerning thing. If you're, if you're a Bruins fan is that, um, they, they've been very vague about details. And like, I understand that that's the name of the game in a lot of instances, but you usually don't get like that sort of complete, you know, lack of detail until the playoffs. And I understand the playoffs are coming up and they've played some important games. And you don't want to broadcast the fact that your best offensive player is dealing with a you know, insert injury here because you're going to get targeted. But um, the you know the Cassidy quote about you know not knowing if it's the same thing or not. I, I don't know. I that's probably more gamesmanship than anything else. Because you know, if they if seating is anything resembling one of their top priorities, these are basically playoff games, right? Because you've got you had the Toronto game last week. You've got Tampa Bay coming up. Um, and that you're jockeying for position with so that's if that's going to be the case then yeah i guess now as I, I talk through it you don't want to be you know telling the world what kind of injury you're dealing with but i don't think that that is overly encouraging for a long-term prognosis either so it's it's something to monitor it's uh it's it's less than ideal but to your point like at the end of the day it's you know, find a way to get healthy and then we'll reassess this in, in late april and i think too there was no like it's not it wasn't an obvious injury like he just he tweets something, but like, usually when somebody gets hurt, you can like, Oh, okay. They got hit in the head. It's a head injury yeah. or they got hit. Oh, it's their leg or their knee. Like this was just kind of, I don't want to call it a freak thing. Is it, but I don't know. Like it was just, I'm, I can't sit there and be like, Oh yeah. Like his leg twisted or something like that. Um, but another, another in injury, the Bruins are really getting bit by the injury bug this last week. Hampus Lindholm left Tuesday's game in uh, toward the end of the second period. And still there's no update. Cassidy was like, he seemed okay, but he said it will no more Thursday. Said usually there's an x-ray or MRI involved, which isn't, I don't think that's concerning. That's just precaution. I think a lot of people, when you get injured, just go for that, for that x-ray and make sure nothing's broken. I think if something was broken, we would have known before now. I think we would have known last night and you know, he skated off. It's hard to see where exactly it happened. He did get tangled up with a, with a Red Wings player. Looked like maybe his leg maybe just kind of tweaked something. Hopefully that's all it is because 
Bruins have made a lot of good trades over the years, but they have just been overshadowed by, by injuries. And I don't want Hampus Lindholm to fall into that category. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, it's one of those ones too, where it's, it's hard to have any sort of idea of what, what it could look like and what it is. And, um, you know, the fact that he didn't come back is, is less than ideal, obviously. And that speaks to, to, to the extent of the injury where it's, but that could be something as simple as, you know, this is going to balloon up on you and it's going to make it nearly impossible to move. And we just have to, you know, get some ice on it, get some elevation and figure it out and get the treatment. And, you know, hopefully you'll be ready for the, for the weekend or whatever. And, you know, Joe Haggerty, uh, was it Boston hockey now or wherever he's at uh, now said uh, he had a tweet Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon saying he saw Lindholm walk by him afterwards, no limp, no boot, no crutches. So, uh, it doesn't sound like it's a, like I said, I, I, my guess would be, it was just, it kind of ballooned up on him. It got to the point where it's going to be tough to move around. Maybe it's even something as, as difficult as like fitting equipment around a, a swollen, you know, lower body injury is easier said than done sometimes. So, you know, that's another thing too, where he's far more valuable to you in May than he is in on April 5th. So right. take it easy if you, if you have to. Right. And uh, you know, I mentioned earlier that third pairing, it's been Mike Riley, Derek Forbert, Connor Clifton, Derek yeah. Forbert. It's obviously not ideal to lose Lindholm for a longer period of time when you're kind of mixing and matching that third line already. And he's kind of solidified. Lindholm's kind of solidified that top four pairing. But he, like you said, he's more valuable in May in the playoffs than he will be in, a, in an April game against Tampa Bay. Even though you want to beat Tampa Bay, I'm I'm of the belief that you should rest your players if they are not 100% healthy, no matter how good they are, because you need your best team for the playoffs. Hopefully it's just tweaked that like just like you said, ballooned up on him. I do like the, the tweet that he was not limping. I think that's, that's, I mean, that's obviously positive. Hopefully it was just something not hyperextended because that's not ideal, but just, you know, something small, nothing major. And he can get back to, to work on Friday with the Bruins We'll know so much more it's so hard playing like what if but we'll know so much more thursday when they return to practice and get ready for tampa bay i say this every week that every game is going to be a big test for them but tampa is a, a good team to get in front of the standings gain points in the standings sunday they play the capitals and they're in the wild card race with them i know the bruins are significantly ahead but still plenty of hockey and then you have the blues on tuesday so i think it's just just get through this weekend, get your team healthy again, and just make it to the end of the season. Yeah, I think the mounting injuries also lend some reinforcement to the idea of resting Swayman or trying to you know, manage his workload a little bit differently too, because if somebody like Olmark is out for an extended period of time, or if they feel the need to give rest to you know, more rest to Pasternak or even, you know, start working. If Patrice Bergeron starts getting more maintenance days, something like that, and you start, you know, compromising your roster, especially as it pertains to the, to, to playing in your own end, which is obviously what would happen if, if you lose, you know, Lindholm or if you lose Bergeron or any other defenseman uh, for, for an extended period of time is you don't want to start risking, uh, you know, hurting Swayman's confidence I know that's maybe a bit of a loser way to look at it but again it's just one of those things where you don't want to expose him in situations where you, you don't necessarily have to I would say the 
Yeah. The, the flip side to that is, well, at a certain point, you got to put your big boy pants on if you want to be, you know, the goalie you know, for this team when they go into the playoffs. But I just, you know, again, it kind of all, a lot of these storylines and certain, you know, injury updates and notifications all kind of point to like the same thing where it's, this is now turning into a, a little bit of a balancing act and you've got to find a way to manage your, your minutes, manage your players. And it's a, it's a, not an easy situation to be in. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that where it's, you know, I do think there is a, you know, a good amount of, uh, there's a, a significant advantage to be had if they can find a, find a way to get out of that wild card spot. Um, but again, that, that probably should not come at the risk of any chance they have in the playoffs either. Cause I, I still think like, yeah, I'm not picking them against Florida if they play Florida in the first round, but like, if you have a full roster and you're relatively healthy, you have a puncher's chance against anybody in the Eastern Conference. So that should still be the priority, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And you you talked about Swayman's confidence where if they don't put the best team in front of him and he loses, I, I feel like, I mean, I'm not Jeremy Swayman. I'm not a professional athlete, but that shouldn't take away from any confidence you have because they're not putting the best team in front of you. Defense has broken down in front of him several times, but the more you're able to put him in a position to win, I mean, I feel like your confidence is going to go much higher with Bergeron, Marshan, and, you know, DeBrusque out there than Studnika, Bleed, and, I don't know, Mark McLaughlin. Yeah, and if you put, like, the, the Providence Bruins out there in front of them against Tampa or Toronto, and I'm not saying that that's going to be the case, but, like, you know, it just takes one or two times to give up five or six goals in a game before you start question like you you know it's something where it's a, it's such a field position it's such a confidence driven position even for the guys who are the absolute best at what they do um where I, I do think like if you can avoid putting him in a position where they're you know he's getting peppered and it's high danger chances in the slot all night I think you do everything you can to avoid that because you know this is a short and a long term uh, priority is to have Jeremy Swimming playing the best he can for as long as he can. So. Yep. So it certainly will be interesting to see the what route Cassidy takes. Um, said this most of the show. We'll know some of the plans come Thursday, and hopefully everything we said will be irrelevant by that point, and that they'll have a fully healthy roster. But you know, like every week now, it's it's going to be a tough week, especially if they're shorthanded. But these are good tests for the Bruins, regardless. Um, so we'll see how the weekend goes, how the next week goes, but any parting thoughts on, on the Bruins, on the injuries, on playoffs? It's April. Like this is, I, we were, I remember talking about this as far back as Christmas or around the new year's. Like, you know, we knew that the schedule was going to beef up. They got through March, you know, in terms of March is over, but you're starting to maybe feel the effects of, of, uh, you know, a, a very tough schedule. And at that, the fact that they had a jam-packed schedule um, coincide with the time of the year where things just get tighter. You know, it just gets tighter, more physical, tougher to find space. Um, you know, you're seeing it now. I mean, what do the, the, the Red Wings have to play for at this point? Not a whole lot. And that's a chippy game last night. And so, like, you're going to get that. And that's, again, like I said, that's a team that's not in it for, for playoff positioning. Like we saw it in the Toronto game. Probably going to see it again in the Tampa Bay game. going to see it in Washington. Like these are, I mean, you're, like I said earlier, you're, you're basically in the playoffs now. And it's teams that are fighting for 
for positioning, fighting for playoff spots. And it's just, we've seen it a thousand times. It happens every year. March rolls around and the intensity ratchets it up. Um, and with that comes attrition. Like there's going to be injuries. There's going to be you know, difficulties. This is, you know, people give NHL players all the credit in the world and it's, it's deserved for, for what they're able to do in the playoffs. But you kind of almost forget that like this kind of starts before you even get there. Um, this is the closest thing that you're going to see the playoffs until we get there. So uh, it's just expect more of this. And I guess the only solace is that, you know, the Bruins are not the only team in this, this boat. Like it's, it is a, it's an absolute luxury to go into the playoffs with anything resembling full health. So, um, you know, again, it's one of those things where all you can do is wait for updates as, as we've mentioned and kind of alluded to and go from there. But I think once, you know, the playoffs rolls around, you know, excuses are gone and all of that. You just are basically trying to do all you can to make sure you're in the best position possible once you get there. Yeah. You're just trying to stay above water at that point. And, you know, I think that the next few games, whether they're shorthanded or not, it's, I think most of these games are going to be very physical. If you don't have Bergeron and you don't have, I'm sorry, you don't have Pashanak, you don't have Lindholm out there. You've got to have guys step up and you there's, there's no question there everyone has to step up especially in absences of guys like those this is like one of my favorite things in sports not to get off on a tangent or anything like that but like you it's so easy if so the Bruins won the Stanley Cup this year we're going to sit here and be like David Pasternak 45 goals that's incredible Patrice Bergeron maybe the best defensive season of his career which is saying something Cassidy wonderful job you know balancing it Swayman you stood on your head the entire spring and wow, what a run. But like my, one of my favorite things about sports is looking back and be like, Mark McLaughlin scored a goal in you know, this game and that gave them a, a, a win that helped them vault up to a certain spot in the standings. Or, you know, there's that night that Forber blocked seven shots and played 26 minutes when Lindholm was hurt or, you know, something. And it's like, this is the time where if you're a guy who's not a, you know, not a 20 minute a night player. Like this is where you earn your opportunity to, to contribute to a championship level team. And I think that's kind of interesting and exciting. And that's where we're kind of looking now is like depth is, is important. And, you know, you need those to your point, you need those guys to step up. And this is where, you know, the, the backup goalie, the, you know, not necessarily Linus Olmark, but like the, the idea of the backup goalie. This is where like, you know, you look back, people bagged on Tuca for years for not winning his own Stanley cup, but it's like, you can probably go back to 2010 at some point uh, or that, you know, 2010, 2011 season and find a a night where like Tim Thomas didn't feel hundred percent and Tuca went into the, you know, was in the net and, and stole them a game. And that's that like, that has a, you're, you're adding up these little wins everywhere you go over the course of an entire season. You hope that that's going to put you in a position to, to be able to peak at the right time. So I think that, you know, there's a lot of little things that you can kind of look at here moving forward. And if they do those things right, they're going to be in a much better position once the playoffs finally do roll around. And then they can carry that momentum into the playoffs when you have those kind right. of quote, exactly. Like in 2011, you had Rich Peverly of Dan, Daniel Pye scoring games three and four in, in the final. You probably don't win the series without those guys. And that was an, another team, Tim Thomas, Patrice Bergeron. You had a young Brad Marchand. You had a, you know, Tim Thomas, the Vesna, the Vesna winner in net. Like the, and you look at that series and you're like, oh, Rich Peverly and Daniel Pye really stuck out. 
in that series. I don't think Mark McLaughlin's going to be some Lord and Savior in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but you never know. Weirder things have happened. Um, no, but like if he plays, if he has one good game and he's a big reason why they win a game and it helps them sustain a winning streak or something that helps them carry momentum into the end of this month, like that doesn't show up anywhere, but it's an intangible thing that maybe adds to like they're they're building uh their foundation of of good mojo i i know it sounds like very like i think i said it's very intangible it's not clearly defined but it is it's one of those things where you after the fact you look back and you're like well that was actually kind of important and like maybe they're in one of those spots right now where you're gonna need to lean on those guys so. right especially somebody like mark mclaughlin who probably wasn't gonna play this year for the bruins right. yeah many injuries and here he is making differences where he can. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So all good things. Hopefully there is good news to talk about next week and no more injuries to report on, but rate review and subscribe to the Ness and Bruins pod. And until next week, I'm Lauren, that's Mike, and we'll see you soon.